Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. up here though see see what happened (laughs) no who's you (laughs) (laughs) like pastor says I I do get nervous when I get up here I'm not um, I'm not good at standing in front of a a larger group of people I'm better on a one-on-one or a few so um, if I just drop to the ground, it's okay. Just nervous. No worries. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Um, you know what? Let me, let me just pray. Before you, um, Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Father. I thank you for this awesome opportunity, Father, that you've given me, Father. I pray, Lord, that you guide me, Father, every word, Father, every intention that you laid upon my heart. Father, let it come out, Father, as you intended, Father. Lord, I thank you, Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father, just for what you're doing, Father, for what I see that you are accomplishing, Father, not just within my life, Father, but in the lives of my brothers and sisters, Father. I thank you, Father, and I love you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, Father, amen. Um, So I have faced several seasons in my walk. I mean, I've been saved um, 13 years already, praise God. from my seasons of dancing on the mountaintop to walking in the valley, seasons of bitterness and resentfulness uh, to complaining, and of, co- and of course the season that God teaching me a lesson to grow me. Um, but I gotta say this is probably one of the hardest um, seasons that I've had to walk through. Um, you see, I'm more of a Martha. <laughs> I'm more of a all over the place. I got to move and I got to do things. And I, that's how I feel. Um, my connection, not that I don't have my merry moments. I have plenty of my merry moments, but I'm mostly hands-on. That's just how I operate. That's just the way God made me. Um, and like I said, I have had many of merry moments, but, um, I think a lot have been more of my Martha moments. Um, so when your body is not cooperating with you and it slows you down, sometimes you don't have a choice but to be a Mary. I don't mind being a Mary. I really don't. I kind of, I'm starting to enjoy it, but who's got time for that, right? Who's got time to be a Mary? Um, there's work, there's husbands, you know, there's kids, there's, there's ministries. There's just things in life that don't allow you a lot of the time to be that Mary. Um, but it's important. It's important to be a Mary. Um, but when God says it's time to be still, my daughter, <laughs> He will use anything to cause you to be still. Um, but how can you be still when your son is diagnosed with the disease? How can you be still when your husband isn't saving God? You know, isn't serving God with you? 
how can you be still when you see your kids, you know, uh, making the choices that they're making and you know the consequences that it's going to lead them to or you already know the outcome to it? How can you be still <laughs> waiting to hear the results, whether it's cancer or not? How can you be still when you lose a loved one? That's what I want to know. Tell me, how can you be still? <laughs> well, let me say that through this season of being still, God has given me the most peace of things that have come my way. I have peace now. I should say I, I made peace with God um, about my children's salvation because Proverbs 22, 6 tells me, Train a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I have peace over my healing because Isaiah 53, 5 tells me, by his stripes, I am healed. I have peace over finding a lump on my daughter's breast. Let me tell you the story about that. I said I wasn't going to cry. So a few, month, a few months back, um, my daughter told me that she had, uh, she had found a lump on her breast. So I'm like, okay. You know, I felt it. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, there's there. It's there. Um, made the appointment. Took us a little bit to get in, probably about a week and a half. Uh, took her in. You know, the doctor felt it. Even the doctor said it was... Um, when I felt it, it probably felt maybe the size of a dime, about that size. When I took her in, um, the doctor felt it was already probably the size of a quarter. So um, she sent for her to get an ultrasound, and it took mm, probably about two weeks to get in to, um, to get that ultrasound done. So, you know, I take her in. Um, they don't allow me to go back in there with her because, you know, she's an adult. But, um, so, you know, I'm waiting for her in the waiting room. And, of course, you know, what do I do? I pray, you know. Um, and I wasn't the only one because, you know, Sister Maria kept sending me text messages, you know, praying for this. And, you know, just, you know, it was like constant. And, you know, um, obviously my family as well. But anyways, so... Um, my daughter comes out and she goes, and I go, you're done? And she's all like, yeah. She goes, they didn't find anything, mom. And I go, what do you mean? She goes, they didn't find anything, mom. And I go, did they look where they were, where it was at? And she goes, they didn't find anything, mom. It's gone. Like, it's gone. It was like completely gone. There was nothing. She goes, she goes, there's nothing here. She was telling my daughter, she goes, there's nothing here. It, it was, it's like completely gone. No, nothing, nothing. So, you know, I was just, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, um, still kind of in disbelief. But, you know what, I serve a big God, and I know that's what he did for me. So Isaiah 41, 13 tells me, for I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Um, I have peace because Isaiah 43, 2 tells me, when I pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When I walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. 
Isaiah 54, 17 tells me, no weapon forged against me will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is your vindication from me, declares the Lord. So if the word of God tells me all these promises, why can't I be a Mary more often? Why can't I be still more often? Yes, I know it's hard to, to know how to live through the stuff that we're facing. And it's crazy, right? Easy. It's just, it would be easier if someone just handed you a map and, and here, here's the directions. This is where you need to go. This is what you need to do. Find the, the, the landmarks and you're there. But it's not that way. But he gives us a map with not, with certain landmarks, just not every direction that you need to turn or, you know what, turn on this, go left on this, keep going down. But he does give us a map. Let me share some steps with you. And um, this has actually helped me a lot. And no matter what, all the time, no matter what happens, just these three things, because God says this is the way he wants us to live. So number one, be cheerful, no matter what. I struggled with this for a long time, because how am I expected to be cheerful when things are hitting my life? When you're in the middle of a storm with no umbrella, in the middle of the fire with no relief. How am I supposed to be cheerful? You would always be able to know when I was going through a storm. If you've been here long enough, you know you know my face. <laughs> any, any storm that was hitting my life, you knew it because it was on my face. <laughs> but I've gotten better. At least I think I want to say I've gotten better. <laughs> um, because being in his stillness, you have peace over whatever is coming at you. And why should your joy be taken away when you know that God is in control? Joy is the practice of breathing in God's presence. Two. And, and Pastor said it right before I came up, and I'm like, oh. Pray all the time. You know, um... That's the one thing that I've always been told. Um, uh, Pastor Maria I'll, I would always tell me, pray about it, pray about it, pray about it. <laughs> and I'm sure um, many of you have heard the same thing, pray about it. My prayer life was built out of wanting to commune with someone as far as wanting friendships, as far as um, wanting a, a relationship. <clears throat> um but because there was things that I couldn't share with people or to say I didn't want them to know about me, um, my conversation started with God. And I, was, I would be able to tell God anything and everything about my, and I mean, obviously he already knew, but when you're able to have this conversation with God and tell them that every emotion and everything that is on your heart and you're not being judged for it or a lot of the times you know, he's not going to give you an opinion 
about what you should do. It's just, you know, a lot of the times you just want to vent, and he's got the perfect ears for that. Um, <clears throat> so I've had several hard conversations with God, some silly, some where God corrected me, a lot of those actually, um, and some just showing me things to help others. Um, I like when he does that. Um, but prayer also built my dependence on Christ. Um, I would ask him for everything and everyone. Um, some prayers God moved quickly. Others I'm still waiting for. But he always shows me glimpses of what he's moving on on my behalf. You know, anything that I'm praying for, he'll show me like little, just little things. And I'm like, okay, I got it, God. You're moving. I might not see it. It might not be in front of me. And I know, but I know that you're working behind the scenes because that's just the way he works. Number three, thank God no matter what happens. Thank God when he's moving and when he's not. Thank him as if he already answered your prayer. Thank him for the storm or the trial you're in because he can stop and rescue you at any time. And I know it's hard because when you're not feeling thankful, when you're being pressed from every situation in every direction, it's hard to be thankful. How can you be thankful when, you know, it's storm after storm and it's trial after trial and it's like you feel like you're, you haven't even been able to come up to catch a breath and there's already another storm hitting you. But be thankful in everything. And if you guys haven't guessed it, these three steps come out of First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians 5, 16, 18. Rejoice always. <laughs> Pray continually. And give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the God's will. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So it wasn't my three steps. I know I won't take credit for that. So when we know Christ, we always know how things are going to go. Always. It's always going to be for our own good and always for his glory. And there's always this. There's no growth without change. There's no change without surrender. There's no surrender without wound. No abundance without breaking. So every storm and every child that hits our lives, in the middle of it, it doesn't feel like it, but at the end it turns into something great. So what you might be facing right now it's probably hard, and I, don't, I can't say I want to be in this situation, and I don't understand the situation. But at the end of it, you will see the sun, and you'll understand. It'll make you even stronger because you stood in it. So you've got to remember to just keep breathing, keep believing, and keep praying. Psalms 34.4, I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all of my fears. Psalms 56.3 When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Psalms 127.1 Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards start stand watch in vain. So with all these promises, why can't we be still? 
You have a book full of promises, and yet we, we can't be still. I believe that just means that you're, and I'm going to speak for myself at times because I think when I hadn't been in that moment of stillness is probably because I wasn't completely surrendered and I, handed, I hadn't handed my life, my mind, and my heart over to God. Because when we hold on to that, it just seems like it makes it a little bit harder to sit at his feet because you have so much stuff going on, um, at least for me. I know those were my moments. And I know life gets messy and your plans get all scribbled over. So when that happens, erase every worry and you erase it with the perfect eraser of prayer. Prayer erases worries and you get the relief of needing white space. The happy miracle of it is impossible to pray and worry at the same time. And if you guys have ever tried it, you can't worry while you're praying. First Peter 5, 7. Give all of your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. The equation of a good day is give your worries to God, and he gives you peace. Oh, and if you guys were looking for a title for my message, sorry. <laughs> See, that was, see, I'm, I, I, I am nervous. Um, the title of my message is Peace Comes with Stillness. If you guys haven't guessed it. Um, okay, so the equation of a good day. Give your worries to God and he gives you peace. And for those that are trying their hardest and sticking with it, and you're doing that hard thing, you got to know, you don't stand alone. You won't walk alone. You don't go alone. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength. 2 Timothy 4.17 So just know that whatever storm, whatever trial, God is with you. We don't walk it alone. We don't do things alone. God is with us. And nothing can happen today that will stop him from sticking right there with you and giving you strength to do this thing, whatever this thing is that you're struggling with or whatever this thing is that keeps you from sitting at his feet, whatever your thing is. There's nothing to fear today because there's nothing, not mess-ups, not distractions, not less than hoped-fors, Nothing that can happen or happen today to separate us from God's presence. And that's the good thing about it, that we can come into his presence whenever we want. There's nothing to fear, no matter what, because there's nothing, not sickness, not pain, not a diagnosis, not even death, nothing that can separate us from God's love. So no matter how bad yesterday went, <clears throat> or how impossible today feels, or how overwhelming tomorrow looks, always, just these three words, God is greater. It's going to be okay, I promise. Or I should say God's promises. Nothing is a surprise to God. Nothing is a problem to God. 
Nothing is a mistake by God, and anything is possible with God. So when all of these promises, and if we trust God, being still in his presence should happen more often. And I'm talking to myself right now. And I'm telling you, this season has been the hardest for me, but yet the most peaceful one. Um, in the middle of uh, my mom being diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I don't think I was afraid. <laughs> I kind of just told God, okay, it is what it is. We're going to go. And even as I'm seeing a little deterioration here and there, I'm like, it's okay. God's got it. I'm just going to share a little bit. I had, um, usually Sundays are our get-togethers with our, you know, our family. So we all get together at my mom's and, you know, usually we're all there. And we were having a conversation and it was really I think the conversation started with my brother, my my mom and me. And it was just talking about knowing God. And, you know, mostly we were trying to get the point across to my mom about salvation and making her understand how important it is. And, um, you know, her thing was, God knows my heart. And I told her, I go, you're right, mom. I go, no, God knows my heart too, but it's wicked. <laughs> So in having these conversations and my brother, you know, pouring in and I'm pouring in and, you know, at the end she says, um, I might not have the same relationship that you have with God, but I have my own relationship and he honors that. And I kind of looked at her and I'm like, you're right, mom, who am I to judge your relationship? Just because she's not in church every Sunday, she has her own relationship. And I really think this diagnosis has kind of pushed her in that direction as far as building that relationship with God because she's scared. She's really scared. But I had peace over that. You know, I've even seen, you know, my sister freaking out and God gave me peace. I wasn't, I wasn't afraid. I wasn't, I was just like, okay, God, if this is what we're handed, then this is what we're going to do. We're going to work through this. So it's in his stillness that I'm getting to know God at a deeper level than what I thought I knew him. You know, we know God at a certain level, but it's in that stillness and in that being still with him that we get to know him at a different level that it's like, wow, Lord, I didn't know you there. I didn't know you there. So that relationship just grows and grows. So when I got past my anxiety, the stress and the worries, I was able to find rest in his presence. Did you know anxiety is like a signal of something that 
that it should cause you to pray. Usually be right before we get anxiety. Um, I know when I would get anxiety, I know I started to pray because I knew it was going to just cause me to go wacky. <laughs> but just so you know, for any of you that suffer with anxiety, the minute you start feeling it, just start praying because it's just going to take you to a, a different level um, and not a good level. <laughs> so if it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. If it's on your mind, it's on God's heart. Be anxious about nothing, but in every situation, take your request to God. Philippians 4, 6. If you're worried about your upcoming appointment, pray about it. If you're worried about a decision you need to make, pray about it. So in other words, pray about everything. <laughs> be cheerful about everything and be thankful about everything. Kind of all I have for you guys. I kept it short and sweet. My goodness. <laughs> um, so, how can you find peace in his stillness if you don't know him? How do you find peace when you don't know the peacemaker? You have to know him, know Jesus, to be able to tap into his peace. It's like this. I have a friend, and you only know him as my friend. You don't know him. I'm just, I just talk about my friend. But I tell you about my friend, and I talk about my friend. And my friend sounds pretty cool. He's pretty cool and interesting, but you don't know him personally. And in order to know him, you have to be introduced to him. And out of that introduction, you begin to meet this friend my friend, my cool friend. Actually, he's my dad. But, <laughs> but um, in his stillness is where I'm finding a lot of peace. And that's, I mean, I, and I kind of just shared little things of what's kind of going on. I got more stuff. Um, but I got peace about all that stuff. God's giving me a peace. Um, I went back to school. Who goes back to school? Um, and I think the first week, as I'm looking at my assignments and everything, and I and I'm, I started kind of freaking out. <laughs> like, what am I doing? I'm too old for this. Like, what's going on? Like, and right away, um, I had started having this conversation with God. I go, God, did I do the right thing? Is is this where? But then he gave me like a tremendous peace over the whole situation. Just And I'm like, okay, God, I'm old. I'm in school. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it with you because 
I only graduated, I graduated from high school. I've been out of school, what? Jeez, how many years is that? Over 20 years. And this chick right here decides she's gonna go to school, an online course, online school. Like, what, what am I doing? But God gave me that, I, got, I have that peace and I'm like, okay, God, all right, I got this. But whatever situation, whatever is troubling your mind, whatever it is, it's just, as long as you pray about it, you're cheerful about it, and you're thankful, I think those are good steps. I really think those are good steps. It wouldn't have been written in the Bible if they weren't. So I'm going to close today. I think I'm going to hand it over to Pastor. <laughs>